0: This week on the Atlas Airguns Podcast, we talk to Jason from Northern Ballistics. Jason is in the North, and by the North, we mean Canada. Jason's content
1: creating business, Northern Ballistics, specializes in high-end photography and reviews of airguns, so listen in if you want to learn more. I don't know what was happening on that other program, but I think it started because you hit the .com instead of .ca for Canada.
0: <laughs> How you doing today?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Uh, good. Just uh, setting up a 15-foot trampoline for my boys. Oh, very nice. Try and, keep, try and keep them busy and maybe crack a few skulls along the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you pulled an insurance policy at the same time. Uh, <laughs>
0: no insurance. Yeah. My life is insured. That's about it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you're on vacation.
0: Yeah. Ends tomorrow. Had the last week off. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty good. We, uh, took a little trip over to the Gulf islands of BC, spent three days over there at, uh, my mom's cabin. It's kind of nice.
1: Is that like your, uh, stow away from Trudeau every time you've You've hit the, hit the Trudeau <laughs> limit. You know, you boogie on can't down. Yeah, you can't get away. We have Trudeau down here. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. You guys get
0: more news about him than we do up here?
1: Oh, we definitely do. He's always on the Twitter and all those things. He's, his face just appears and just it just mocks us, you know? Well, the
0: biggest thing that, uh, that I find interesting is the rest of the world is uh, making fun of him or... Um, not being very kind about him, yet our media appears all sunshine and roses.
1: Yeah, well, Canadians love him. I mean, a lot of Canadians do love him, and that's just a surprise.
0: Not very many. It's changed.
1: He's you, his now you approval guys, rating. You guys also work through a parliamentary system, so they can make they can make alliances within the parliament to push to get a majority. Correct. And
0: they've done that. Yes, they've just done that and uh, pretty much can ram through anything on their agenda together, leaving the opposition conservatives um, with really nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So tell us the rundown of the whole trucking, the whole trucking fiasco, because from an American's perspective, what I remember was the bridge was all blocked up the truckers were having a whole hoo-rah-rah and it was really peaceful. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the Royal backs or whatever those kooks are, they they showed up and <laughs> you know basically said they were the most violent protesters in existence and uh, shut them down, towed away their trucks. Is there anything else that happened after that?
0: Uh, there was little old ladies run over by their horses. There was some crack skulls. Um, what I found funny is in Parliament during the question period... They directly asked. Um, I think it was the. I think it was the police chief or something. Um, directly asked if they were found any loaded weapons in any of the trucks, and he was avoiding the question like you wouldn't believe. Wouldn't answer it for the life of him. And finally, they cornered him, and he said no. <laughs> so, they were making these guys out to be big, terrible, um, you know, misogynists and racists and white supremacist even though there was every color of trucker there um
1: yeah it turns out it turns out like everyone of every race wants freedom it's not yeah no kidding not just a white thing you know go figure yeah yeah definitely the it was
0: just a bad scene all around if our Prime Minister bothered to go and uh, talk to these people, it probably would have been a lot cleaner of a shutdown, except he chose to hide and pretend he had COVID, didn't have to see anybody um, and talk to anybody, and then just enacted the Emergencies Act and had the police move in and get rid of them.
1: Our Justin Trudeau is definitely my governor Gavin Newsom he's he's the pretty boy Kendall I call him Kendall but like the the Barbie significant other the Barbie's boyfriend Kendall (laughs) he's like that he's got the perfect hair he's got the perfect smile but he's dumb as a rock like in a a rock would outsmart this guy
0: (laughs) well Justin Trudeau is he's not the smartest guy I don't think he's uh dumb though i think he's got it kind of figured out and he's been told what to do and how to say things
1: i think he's but he's got mu- much brighter than gavin newsom like gavin newsom is actually stupid not just because i don't like him but he's actually stupid regard <laughs> regardless of that fact but i think Tr- justin trudeau i don't like him but he doesn't strike me as a dumb person he's just conniving you know
0: yeah, he's conniving. He's You just can't trust a word that comes out of his mouth. Like, he even, like, they, they both, um, Jagmeet Singh is the leader of the NDP party, which is another left-leaning party here in Canada, and they're the ones that made this uh, coalition government, um, just recently, and back in November of last year, so just a few months back, um... He was directly asked if there was going to be a coalition because the conservative leader at the time, Aaron O'Toole, was saying that they're working up a coalition here, people. And uh, he directly denied it and said that they were making up stuff. Oh, and a few months later, what do they do? They sign a coalition. More lies, right? And on the gun topic, even yesterday, um, saw some... Justin Trudeau speaking in parliament about how the conservatives want to repeal the gun laws and stating that anyone can just go get a gun without a license if they repeal the gun laws. And that's not even what they want to do at all. So he's just lying through his teeth to confuse the public into thinking that they're doing the right thing. It's, it's, I hate politics, man. I just hate it.
1: Yeah. just really, it's like just less government is really always my position. Like, just get out of the way. We want less of you. It doesn't even really matter the party. Just get out of the way. That's <laughs> that's really my stance. Yeah. Run the important things about the country. You yeah, know, like make sure that military the military and police,
0: military police, make sure that uh, you know that people are fed and and trade is good. You know, but don't stop messing with people's personal lives and personal joys. Right? Like it. I don't know.
1: It was interesting talking to uh, Kevin in England, and I was thinking about you the whole time I was recording with him. I was like, man, Jason's got it actually okay, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're a little more
0: restricted out there, but they've got a lot more... um, In the UK, everything's so tightly packed, right? Right. So, like, land is packed. Every inch of land on that continent is covered, and... We've got a lot more room, you know. You can go off into the bush and shoot guns. You can't do that there because you might you're gonna hit somebody or you're gonna you know. It's it's just more regulated because of the safety factor in in that country. But it still sucks either yeah. way. They both
1: well, even with the air guns there. I mean, whew, that's pretty tw- pretty intense. sub twelve pounds.
0: Well, yeah. like I said before, and I've said it again. I get that a gun that's more than 12 pounds of, um, sorry, uh, foot pounds, uh, is to me is still a gun, right? It's still, I still consider it, it's just shoots different, um, propellant, right? It's still a projectile moving at a high speed that can do damage to a person, animal property. Um, so I do get the idea that, you know, it's like, this FX Impact M3 that I have, it's it's a gun. It is not just an air gun. It's full on. It's amazing how powerful these things can get. And I don't just consider them an air gun. I consider them as strong as some firearms. And you've seen like the Texan or, you know, some of those, the Bulldog, these big giant caliber air guns. They're not just air guns to me. They're full-on. They're just as powerful as some firearms.
1: Yeah, the the Western Big Boar Bush book that I have, that thing is a beast. It's heavy, too, but, I mean, it's a it's a beast. So when did you get your M3? How many months ago?
0: Oh, about three months ago, but I still haven't even fired it at full power um, at any distance because my range is um, still closed until... Uh, Tuesday. It finally opens up on Tuesday, so I'm very excited because my lack of airgun video content has been um, staggering how bad it's been for me. I just feel the need to get out, so I plan on getting out every Tuesday of the week, try and record something for uh, YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. So you'll be seeing a lot more content coming up instead of just photos and reels on Instagram.
1: So what was the delay at the range?
0: Um, in, for those that people that don't know, November 15th, 2021, we had, um, here in British Columbia, we had, um, biblical rain, they called it a hundred year storm where over 200 millimeters of rain fell in less than 24 hours. For you Americans, two hundred millimeters is two hundred. Hold on, I'm gonna figure this out. Two inches. So we got. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> it says seven seven thousand eight hundred seventy-four inches. Oh, no, that's not right.
1: You're a photographer, so it's okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm
0: not a mathematician. So about eight inches of rain wow. in twenty-four hours.
1: Wow, that's that, so. That's the ground just saturated instantly. The
0: gra- yeah, exactly. Eight inches of rain in 24 hours, and uh, dikes broke in Washington State in the Nooksack River. Um, the dike broke, and all that water from that river came across all the farmland in across the border into our area. Because I'm only 10 minutes from the U.S. border, right? So. Um, All that water came in and flooded our entire valley floor here in in Abbotsford and Chilliwack. People's homes were destroyed, and none of those people and farms, all these people down there, none of them had any flood insurance, And uh, because it's a floodplain, and insurance companies just won't insure them. There was billions of dollars of destruction, animals, dead, someone lost 40,000 chickens. Holy Um, cow. My range was under two meters of water. That's just around eight feet of water. Um, part of the mountainside came down at the range because it's right backs up against the mountain. And part of the mountainside came down into the range. So they had to clear all that. The bridge got washed out to the ra- range. So there's only one way in and one way out over this bridge and it was completely gone from the flooding. So um, they had to build that first. And then once they built that, they were able to start working on um, the range. And it's been about three, four months of them trying to fix the range before um, they could open it up again. So, And now it opens up on Tuesday, so I'm pretty excited.
1: Yeah, if I was 10 minutes to the border, I'd have just loaded up a boat, you know, just drifted. <laughs>
0: It's funny because people were on their jet boats all all across the 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 flats. They were um, even. My wife works for a company called Lang's Fishing Adventures, and they do sturgeon fishing. And one of the guides that fishes is also an RCMP officer. Uh, So he fishes when he's not working for the RCMP. He's off fishing uh, for sturgeon for the company, and he was out there on his boat for a week straight. In the flats, in the farmland, driving from house to house, trying to save people's animals, and you know, take people to get certain things, and just being a help for the entire week was quite um, uh, honorable of him to do that. All volunteer. He said it was the hardest thing he's ever done, just to be able to witness all that destruction and loss. You know, it was very hard on him.
1: So, yeah, that's crazy. So it's just like a a once-in-a-hundred-year thing, and you're up higher, right? You're like kind of looking down on the valley. I'm up
0: on a mountain. If you check my Instagram and you go to my highlights, uh, the little circles across just below my profile, you can actually see the flooding action that happened at my place. I have a creek in my backyard, and one of the culverts got clogged with debris, and all that water decided to come up over the creek bed and into my yard we had the sandbag to keep the water from coming in the house Um, went through my goat barn you know disrupted the poor goats they had a foot of water in their in the barn and I had to move them and it was kind of hellish but all in all thank thankfully for us it was just you know muck and mud and debris that we clean up no major damage thankfully Um, but
1: So you've been able to shoot a little bit on low-power M3. Why don't you tell us about what that experience is like? Because that's one hell of a gun, and I know it's a recent (laughs) acquisition by you. So could you just tell us about that and what your impressions are?
0: Well, the first thing that I couldn't figure out right away is I couldn't zero my scope right. So I had to actually shim my scope to be able to get it. Uh, to fit, so I need to go find myself uh, the FX No Limits uh, um, scope rings to get it, because I guess it's got the extra built-in um, MOA on the rail. So that was the first thing that I figured out. So it took me a couple weeks to kind of go, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I felt so stupid. And then the second issue that I caused is I double loaded pellets by accident. And then um, and then after that, I just I'd had to take out the barrel and get, you know, get the, the things out and, you know, just stupid mistakes, you know, rookie FX owner issues, but, uh, I got all the issues figured out and I've got it all set up the way I want. And it is a, um, tack driver for sure. Like at, I've got a little, I got steel set up about 37 uh, meters from my back door and then I can... I stand at my back door and shoot shoot the steels from the back door, and I got a little footage of that up on the uh, on Instagram. Um, but that's about all I've done. A little bit of target shooting in the in the um, in my barn setup, but it's not safe. It's not it's not ideal. I don't really want to be using it here, um, so I can't wait to get it to the range. Crank it up. Get it to a hundred yards. Start seeing how good of a shooter i really am at 100 yards Um, i'm okay at you know 50 60 but i have never pushed it out that far because the most powerful gun that i have is probably the caden and it just it just doesn't at 22 caliber it doesn't do 100 yards i my groups are like six inches
1: yeah that my Caden did really well with the nsa 17.5 grain slugs but that was all the way out to 100 yards, but it wasn't, I mean, we're talking like three inch or two inch. It's good for the gun, but not, not, yeah, not a EBR, you know, level or anything like yeah. that. Um, that just is silly, but really that gun is good at maximum, like 65, 70 yards. That's really I feel yeah. like the top end of that gun could perform at.
0: Yeah. At 60 yards, I can get it. I can almost get a dime, dime size group out of it, but anything beyond that and that's only with its favorite ammo so i have not tried those nsa slugs you i think you mentioned that to me before i'm definitely gonna have to pick up some but uh i've got so much lead here now (laughs) that that i think my uh plastic carrier that's holding them all is about to like collapse because of all the weight (laughs) weight inside of it
1: yeah it gets heavy Uh, after
0: a while yeah well because ammo's been so uh scarce i've been sort of you know grabbing a tin here a tin there whenever I saw some stuff or I bought a couple extra tins um, when I brought in something you know an accessory that I purchased or something like that so I built up quite a stockpile and I can't wait to start to unload it and also when I got the M3 Travis at uh, Airgun Source sent me six tins of 25 cal FX um, pellets so that's pretty nice.
1: Are you looking at maybe putting a 22 barrel on that at some point
0: uh maybe maybe not i don't know i might do the old slug liner setup and try and get it pre-mode for slugs um but again i haven't had enough time to really stretch it out and test everything and feel comfortable with it yet so i'm gonna do that first see where it goes see how i feel about it and then see what i want to do next um Definitely want to put a nice wood grip on there. It comes with a nice rubber grip, but I like the look of uh, wood with black, so black rifle with wood on it.
1: Yeah, you're just an AK guy, just a, just admit it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I'm not an AK guy. I I prefer the look of an AR over an AK
1: Oh, AK. come on, a- Hey yeah. a- AK all the way. I mean, I just just, it just sounds good Middle for East. a Canadian to run around and say, you know, I'll lock a bar and run, run around and start yeah. shooting an AK in there. Yeah. I've watched so many bad, <laughs> um,
0: like, you know, screw up AK videos where like, you know, someone almost gets shot or the guy shooting it in the air and then he loses control of the gun and like, like I've seen so many of those videos with AKs and it's always an AK. But yeah, I definitely love the wood and black Like, I've got the wood grips on my uh, Sig Sauer P226. I just love that look. It just looks so nice to me. But anyways.
1: um, So you did did a bunch of engraving lately. Can you tell us about that?
0: Oh, the engraving on the Glock. So through my real career job, I met a guy named Kurt. And he was a rep for one of the types of strapping that we sell at my job. And we were just chatting and, you know, we were. Trump came up, because he's American, he lives in Idaho, and we got talking about Trump, and then we got talking about politics, and then I brought up guns, and he's like, oh, I'm a gun guy, too, and I'm like, oh, really? I got tons of guns, so we got into that, and he's like, oh, I do laser engraving, and I'm like, really? Interesting. I've always wanted to do that, and he said, well, send me something, and I'm like, I can't send you a gun across the border. It just doesn't work that way, right? So we got talking to Moore and he's like, well, why don't you send me just part of your Glock that you have? Just take the slide off and and send it to me. So I did that and I let I sort of gave him an idea of what I wanted to do on it and gave him sort of a mock-up and he put it to work and now this Glock is probably the most customized BB gun ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, or replica BB gun, and anyways. I know there's a lot of uh guys have customized their rifles, but uh, as far as a pistol goes, this thing is uh, I haven't seen anything like it. I've got a red dot on it, I just put a Vector Optics Frenzy red dot on there. Um, can't wait to zero it and try it out this weekend, hopefully. But uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I just I'm the photography guy, so I always want something that's cool or different or you know looks looks unique because it just shows up better in photos and this this thing's perfect is that
1: the the same one you did the grip on too uh
0: no no this one nothing on the grip has been changed on this one this is a Umarex glock g17 Uh, the one with the grip is my six hour p226 and then i also have grips for 1911 i've got grips for my Gerson regard, um, which is a 9mm. The 1911 is a uh, Bara Airguns 1911. Uh, but yeah, I've got lots of grips, thanks to Lock Grips. They're a good company. They sent me out lots of goodies to play with. You don't mind me dropping the odd name, do you? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, anything to customize or change or update. I'm always for it to make things more unique, you know? They just add to it.
1: Yeah, it's um it's hard like on content creation you're always like striving to do better. Like I listened to earlier episodes I'm like, "Ah, oh, facepalm." <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, you know, I'm sometimes in, in meta like in the middle of an episode I'm like, oh, why did that happen?" or I, I'm thinking oh, I could do this better. Just always like striving to do better, but it absolutely it is something like on a audio podcast, for example, audio or video. It's hard. I think there is always an opportunity to have different content, but you're also dealing with realities like what do, what do people want to listen to? You know, everyone wants to listen to a Canadian. That's why I had you back on. But um, <laughs> yeah, it I is a hard talk. it's hard wrestling between content that people will find interesting versus content people will actually look at in the, in the first place because they are two different things. Sometimes they can be both the same thing, but a lot of people go after CERN, I don't know, let's say certain content specifically, and it's, it's the the kind of content that's you see again and again on YouTube. So it's always a hard paradox for me recording like what do I seek after versus what is sought after, I guess I should phrase it that way.
0: Yeah, and then that's absolutely it too, right? Like you can only see my plain humor Glock G17 so many times before you're like, Oh, that gun again, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: and you can only you put it in different scenarios. I shoot it outside. I shoot it in the studio. I um, uh, pun intended, by the way, when I say shoot. When I take photos of it outside, take photos inside. Um, different backgrounds, different props, that kind of stuff. You can only do that so much, right? So, and then when you can start to customize and change things up, like changing grips on guns, is one easy way to make it look different or fresh. Um, but you know, you get to a point where everything becomes stale and then you need something new, right? It, it, people don't want the same thing all the time. We're too There's always somebody else with something new, right? So if you're not doing something new and fresh and cool, then then they're just going to move on to the next guy.
1: So you're almost at 2000 subscribers now on Instagram. You're on the holy grail of 2k.
0: It's still not ten thousand. It's still not fifty thousand. Yeah. That's, that's that's where I'd like to be. Um, it's a slow grind on on Instagram because Instagram doesn't like guns and doesn't promote and push um, the stuff like like they should, like they do everything else. And I know that because I get almost as much or more views in on my personal Instagram for crappier stuff, right? So it's really. Um, tough to grow on Instagram. I'm growing at a faster pace on YouTube, uh, just hit 14 or just about 1400 on YouTube. And I started that, you know, a year ago, or a year and a bit ago. So um, it's growing much faster than Instagram. But the more people start to know who I am, the more collaboration things that I do. So like vector optics sends me stuff. And when I create content, I can invite them to collaborate on it. And so not only do my eyeballs see it, their eyeballs, their followers on their account see it. So I'm doing more of that. Other content creators trying to connect with them and, you know, do things together where, they'll post my stuff and I post their stuff, you know, just kind of working together to help the community grow.
1: Um, Yeah. It's really like a trick to get around the throttling. That's really what it is. And they do absolutely, absolutely throttle. And like, for example, when I did that, I was, I was making fun of the whole COVID sick of COVID thing, which I thought was actually a good idea. And I did that fake bomb. It was right after that. Like I, I got like an account warning and I had like, I deleted it. And then I got throttled essentially for a good 15 to 20 days. But there was a 10 day period where I could only like PM people. And I think I could actually, I found out that I could post. I just couldn't do any kind of hashtag, any kind of, I couldn't network with anyone inside of the post, right? I could only, I couldn't tag anyone. I could just post or PM. And I couldn't yeah. do anything else. And for 20 days, I'll shut down. I was like, oh, man, this actually really hurts. And it,
0: it changes all the time on, on Instagram, too. Like in December, right before Christmas, like it's like all the throttling was gone. I was hitting 5,000 people like it like it was the growth in that period was huge. Um, but then Christmas hit. Boom, it got shut down again. And it, and it can be as simple as a certain hashtag that I like to use that they know is bad. But I don't know what that is, right? They, that's the problem. They don't tell you. Um, and I've also a lot of my older posts from when I very first started, um, they keep getting I keep getting warnings on them for trying to sell guns. And I'm not selling guns. Like I don't own a shop. I'm not you know, I do promote them. I do talk about them. I do take photos of them, but I'm not actually a shop selling guns. And I think that the algorithm and the robots on Instagram, um, don't care, don't notice and just ding you and everything has to go under review. And most of the time when things go under review, it gets, it gets cleared and it's all good because they go, Oh, wait a minute. He's not actually selling guns. But, um, I think that it, those dings definitely throttle you. Like I think they have it set up, and they see that it's a gun account. I don't know. I'd love to see how they have it set in the background. I'd love to know the settings.
1: When I had that conversation with Joe Ray or Joe Ria, however you want to pronounce it, yep. it's funny people, everyone pronounces it differently. Um, he, we had the talk about like whether or not there is an alternative, or whether he thinks there's a feasible alternative. I phrase it that way. And he just said, you know, no one, no one's listening to anything outside of YouTube. Like YouTube's the main place. Yep. What's your opinion? Do you think it's, it's always going to be like that? Or do you think there's going to be an alternative that pops up?
0: Well, if you take a look at Trump's truth social, it's bombing, right? You thought, oh, great. There's going to be a free speech, Republican oriented, right wing. Is it open?
1: Uh, apparently. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't I'm have gonna,
0: access to it. I'm going to go over that. I don't. I don't have access to it because I'm not American. It, they're strictly allowing Americans only on it, so you know that's their first problem. Um, so a lot of people, there isn't as many eyeballs unless you're, a, you know, a right wing American. You're not on there, so a lot of uh, it's not doing well, from what I hear.
1: There was that alternative that was what was it? I'm trying to think. It was Getter. No, it wasn't getters. Right around the twenty twenty, um, when Biden got in office, and there's a whole January six stupid people, the the Vikings. Yeah. There was some famous app at <laughs> the, the time. App. Yeah, <laughs> everyone calls them like terrorists and all these like. Come on, they're not terrorists. I mean, look at the. They look like idiots. If you if you go into the Capitol with a Viking hat, you don't know what's happening. I'm just yeah. I'm putting that out there that they were just being silly and they. I think there's a that couple guy. That guy with the Viking hat, he's like a known
0: shit um, disturber. Like he's been in a ton of rallies and a ton of protests. So he's known. He's just, I think he jumps on any protest he can get his hands on.
1: Yeah. And then there's a couple, a couple feds they believe that actually like incited the whole thing to begin with because under testimony on like, I think it was Senate or the House committee they asked the question like, is this guy, I think it was Rex is his name, but whoever, it's always a Rex is always an evil guy. But whoever the guy was, they said, is he a fed? And she said, I can't disclose that information. It was the... It was the FBI or something like that. It's like, of course he's a Fed. If you can't disclose that he's not a Fed, he's a Fed.
0: We paid him ten grand to do this.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway,
0: but yeah, it's funny. That's the, all conspiracy.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 when they had the Viking hats and they're orderly. That's the funniest thing about it is they were all in one line, like very orderly, walking through the Capitol, and like forty minutes later, escorted out. And then it's like the biggest deal. They're still in prison, by the way. All those people. No
0: guns, no, you know, no weapons, nothing like that. It wasn't.
1: Yeah, they absolutely shouldn't have been there. I mean, I still think they yeah, ought to get, agree. you know, the, the book thrown at them. Like, I, I agree with that. But I don't think they should be in prison indefinitely for no. some stupidity. Because those people are stupid anyway. I mean, some of them were like old ladies, too, just kind of st- casually strolling in. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. if your grandma, like, followed a Viking into the Capitol? <laughs> Someone's imagine. grandma is in prison right now because they followed a Viking. Think about yeah. that. I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's very
0: odd. That's very <laughs> odd. The whole the whole thing was ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely and, ridiculous. And,
0: like, there's, there's footage of cops and security waving people in and, like, you know, it...
1: Uh, what, and the funniest thing too is like I remember there's some people that were all hoorah, raw at the time about it. Like, yeah, we're gonna, we're they're taking back the capital. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and you turn on, there's like thirty Vikings strolling around the Capitol. It's Like, <laughs> that's not, that's not taking back the capital. And I, I don't know. There's nothing to take back. I mean, the American people voted for an idiot. You just have to respect that. Yeah. Well, that's happened
0: up here too. They, you know, even though the the majority of people voted for. The conservatives up here, the, Ameri- or the 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 liberals still won based on the first past the post. And, you know, so...
1: Can you describe that? I'm trying
0: to understand what you just said. So first past the post is like... Um, I don't fully understand it, but I can give you kind of a Coles notes. Basically, there's so many seats um, in certain areas and you only have to win a certain amount of seats to, win, to get in. And how they win is they get in the big cities like Toronto, Montreal, or the big provinces like um, Ontario. And so they win, they get those, they get their votes in the cities. And this is the same thing because liberal liberalism and uh, the left's leaning is more the progressive people are more city dwellers, right? They're not country folk. They're not hunters and fishermen and they they're people that drive their their Mercedes and their BMWs and their uh, smart cars and you know Teslas and all that and 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 cry and whine about their feelings. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, did I? Um anyways, the so the cities have the more seats. So when the cities are more left-leaning they're all going to vote for the liberals so he wins by because there is more seats in those cities even though spread out across the the great con or the great country of canada more people with are in spread out but there's less seats for them to win right so you could have a hundred thousand people in the country all voting for conservatives but Oh, I lost my train of thought on that. Sorry. Again, ADHD. Um, more people in the country are voting, but there isn't as many seats to win, right? So they win by default based on whoever's in these bigger areas. So that's why did Justin,
1: tr- Justin Trudeau not have the votes, or, but he won by he, seats?
0: He won by the
1: first past the post. The amount of seats that
0: he won was higher than anybody else because of the demographic of the areas that that um voted for him so and this was something that he wanted to abolish he promised in his campaign in his original campaign to change it to a majority whoever the majority of the country votes for that's who becomes the prime minister and um once he got in, the first time, he realized and the polling showed that there's no way he could win that way. <laughs> right. So he never changed the voting process. He never made the, those changes that he promised he would make because he knew he wouldn't get re-elected. So, and then what he did was this snap election again during COVID. Like, I think we did it last October or something like that. Um, he did the snap election to cause he polling was strong in these cities during COVID cause they felt like that he was doing the right thing. And then he ended up winning. Um, so he won the seats on, um, in those major areas like Ontario and Quebec where all of those, um, sort of left leaning areas are cause Toronto and Montreal are massive cities, right? There's so much population. And again, all the major cities in, even like Vancouver, are also left-leaning. They're also very liberal-minded areas. See, if
1: if I was him, I would just, like, take a black-and-white photo, right, of myself, splice (laughs) it with that Time... Like, have you ever seen that Time magazine portrait of Castro? I would just, like, splice (laughs) them together so half... And I'll make a poster and says, vote for me. And I'll send it to every single person because all those people know that's Castro's son. And that's what they're voting for. <laughs> they're little fascists, you know. <laughs> Just be upfront about it. Be like, hey, you know, you want socialism? Vote for me. And you, you probably get more votes that way too.
0: And, and the thing is too, and it happens in the United States. It's the same thing, right? Like you guys have... The same problem.
1: Well, we have York, the electoral college, but we do have that problem in some sense, right? Those hubs yeah. take over cities, so they have more of a voice than the state, uh, the rest of exactly. the state. Exactly. But we do have the electoral college, and that electoral college saves middle of america every time it happens though you watch they always say let's abolish the electoral college and it's the very thing that prevents the california from having a voice over kansas for example kansas still gets an input it might be a smaller input but it still gets an input
0: yes totally um and that it's the same idea basically except we don't have that sort of help (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the country folk the smaller areas don't have that um sort of uh, safety net um so we do get overruled by the big cities and it sucks because in the last election uh, the one the snap election that Justin Trudeau put out the majority of Canadians chose the conservative party uh. um so the majority of votes, if you just counted it based on votes, doesn't matter where you are, um, the, the majority voted for Aaron O'Toole and the conservatives.
1: And Just imagine being him and thinking, damn, I I won by majority, but I'm not, not in office.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then what happened was he got booted out after that. So they're still in the race right now to pick the next conservative leader. And there's a guy named Pierre Poliev who I want to be the next leader. He's one of the best speakers and arguers that I've heard. He's basically, um, how do I put it? He's just, he knows. He's like a,
1: to... a Ron DeSantis of, uh, Canada. <laughs> like, uh,
0: maybe I don't know not enough about Ron DeSantis. I know he's very outspoken and, uh, um he doesn't like to get pushed around that's for sure oh yeah
1: that guy just he i mean he, i think he was in the military too but he's he's a strong leader like he just knows what's yeah. up he's not you can't you can't get one past him. You can't trick him. I keep hearing him on Disney, fighting Disney. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Disney <laughs> can like- suck it. They, they, the, I think there's the CEO or one of their presidents said that they want 51% of all content from Disney, including live content like at the parks, to be represented by the LGBTQ plus or uh, colors of ethnicity, which is like, A, really racist to begin with. Like You're going to require like stats on ethnic diversity to actually represent, which is stupid. And then the whole LGBTQ, it's like, man, that's so messed up. I mean, so messed up, the little kids watching that stuff. And they, they, I heard someone say on the left... A representative for disney say well we want to have a representation for the lgbtq and it's like okay well you want That's to put the fine. yeah you want to put the sexual content in the kids my argument is turn that on its head it's like shouldn't the lgbt kid that happens to identify whatever they identify as shouldn't they have the same freedom from sexual content as a straight child did you know, Absolutely. why? Why is it that we're saying, "Oh, because they're they identify as this, therefore they ought to be sexual at that young age"? It makes no sense, and it's disgusting. It's completely disgusting.
0: It's totally disgusting. I don't think that anybody should be teaching any kids about anything to do with any type of sex until they're of age of sex. Like, you know what I mean? Until yeah. they,
1: until their parent, or until the law and the parent you know, recognize that they are at that age,
0: 15 years old, start that stuff. Like they do. They used to do sex ed for us at that age. Right. Like, um, and I, I don't care if you're gay or if you're trans or if you're bisexual. I, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I am not homophobic or, um, phobic of any sexual orientation whatsoever. It's all a personal choice. What I don't like about what they're trying to do is forcing it on other people, right? Uh, like the, the like forcing me to call you a certain thing that and that, I don't that see is on the books in Canada. I mean, you, absolutely. That's it's, the craziest it's thing. Ridiculous.
1: That's what Jordan um, Peterson is so good at. I mean, that's what really made him. I love famous. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> oh, he's so good. I saw that little reel that you did with a I think it was a reel, right? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yep.
0: He, He's he's so full of good quotes. And yeah, he's abrasive. And yeah, he pushes the, the envelope, but he is so smart and he knows how to phrase it properly. Um he's read every I think he's read every book in the world. Like <laughs> the guy is like
1: I think I just thought of everything. a brilliant idea. I'm gonna propose it to you first, but the audience can listen in and and write it down because I think it's a good one. <laughs> okay, instead of Kermit the Frog, do Jordan the Frog. <laughs> 'Cause he's got the same voice and it would be great be, does. it could be a kid's show, but you know, you add a little philosophy and nuance to it and a little bit of psychology, yeah. and your kids would learn, you know, about psychology while watching a kid's show, Jordan the Frog.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, anyways, it, I I just think that where we're headed is is so wrong. I think that and people are blind to the fact that it's pushing racism. It's pushing um, homophobia. It's pushing, it's creating more of it because now people are not only fighting, you know, their feelings about it. Now they're being forced to do things and they don't like that. They're going to lash out.
1: Well, I'm kind of, kind of on the same note that I was talking about where you're depriving those people of of that group of that identify that way of innocence. And another thing too, is you're also assuming in, in that perspective that disney's vocalizing that we ought to put this in to represent that community you're also assuming that that community is homogeneic that all of that community believes in that and agrees with that move that they they actually believe that disney should do that which is a super like shallow view and it's arrogant it's, yeah super arrogant and, and really pompous like oh yeah every person that's LGBTQ is going to be comfortable with me turning Disney into an LGBTQ lesson for kids. And, and,
0: and it, it, I may say, sound a little callous when I say this, but it's not 51 percent of the population. So why the fuck are we doing 51 percent at Disney? You know what I mean? Like right, Yeah. Maybe 10 percent, five percent. Yeah. You know? it, it's it was- it's kind of like the gluten free thing when gluten free when gluten became. A fad everyone
1: was suddenly uh gluten intolerant
0: but yeah gluten intolerant or whatever it's called
1: (laughs) yeah that was so ridiculous our society is just ridiculous the world's a ridiculous place like the fads that we get into i'm like what in the hell i mean it goes into air guns too you see that certain guns get really popular and everyone has to have it and i'm not talking the content creators because obviously there's people that actually receive these guns to review so aside from that there are waves of popularity in guns that oh, you're totally. seeing, and it's it's always curious to look at that. Well, Glock G17,
0: one of the most sold guns in the, in U.S. history, and actually was surpassed by the Glock G19. Um, it came out. It was square. It looked different, and it the fad grew, and everybody and their dog had to have one. Right? There's more more Glocks than any other gun in the United States, so. Um, it's, you're, you're totally right. It's people just, and that's the keeping up with the Joneses, you know, your, your neighbor has one, so you need to have one or whatever. It happens with everything, not just guns, cars, you know, travel trailers, <laughs> trampolines. I'm putting up a trampoline today. Do you
1: feel at all insulated from that kind of consumerism? Cause it is consumerism at some level. Do you feel insulated by that a little bit being in a farm?
0: Um No, because it comes at you in every um, media that you consume, right? Like, it's on my phone, it's on the TV, it's on the radio. Um, being on the farm is really no different than living in an apartment downtown if you're in your house consuming media, right? It. But I don't... I, I don't know. The neighbors... I don't think we have as, maybe you're right. I don't know if there's as much keeping up with the Joneses here um, as there is in more of a packed area, but it's, it, it's definitely a thing. It's, what, it's everywhere. What
1: kind of animals do you yeah. have?
0: I have about 30 chickens um, and two goats, uh, two cats, a lab, two kids and a wife.
1: So what, I like the kids and the wife added to the animals, what does the, uh, what do you do with the goats? Do you like, is it like a milk or is it just grazing? They're,
0: they're, um, a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> we actually bought this place in December of 2017. And when we moved here, the chickens and the goats were part of it. So we moved. We never had a farm. We never had any sort of experience uh, tending to animals. And we bought the property and they were here and they asked if we wanted them. My wife obviously said yes. And uh, they're two males. So the two male goats have no milk or anything. They just eat food and poop. <laughs> so, and then you ought to just make me
1: have to clean it, make some meat out of that. I hate to say it like that. Well,
0: but- I, I agree. And, and, my wife's just not at that point yet. I just, She wants them gone too, but she wants them to go naturally. I don't know. I just, I've got a guy at work that'll take them off my hands in a heartbeat. Um, I just got to say, hey, VJ, come grab the goats and he'll come and he'll chop them up and, and uh, butcher them and... Serve him to his family. He's gung-ho and ready. He said even some of my chickens he wants. If they get too old and aren't laying anymore, he'll come take the chickens. So
1: yeah, there's I'll, always I'll, a market for animals. I I'd eat some goat. I mean, I, I think I've had it. i eat it for sure. Yeah, I've had a lot of it in Indian food and yep. it was pretty good. And then in, in Ecuador, I knew a goat farm. When I was there and he served some goat and it was really good. So it was cooked differently. Most of the goat that I've had was in Indian food. So it's usually like stewy and, you know.
0: Yeah. I've had quite a few weird animals. I've had ostrich. I've eaten ostrich burgers. Um, I've eaten uh, kangaroo. Um, What else was there? I think uh, alligator. I think it was alligator or crocodile. I don't know which of the two it was. But uh, my wife used to be into um, food blogging. And she had some friends that uh, had a barbecue and tried all, brought in all these types of meat. And we tried all different types of stuff. It was pretty cool. But it, you know, meat's meat. It, it just all kind of tastes like chicken. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the alligator. Alligator definitely tastes like chicken. I eat it a lot every time I'm in Florida, and I'm moving there, yeah. obviously. So I'm gonna uh, be probably hunting. I think they call it fishing, but they're you know fishing for alligator, or hunting for alligator. But don't get eaten. Yeah, it's uh, it tastes it tastes fine. I like it a lot, actually. Just a little chewier, but it tastes like chicken. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've never been shy to try something new. Some I'm, I'm not keen on eating bugs. Yes, like you know, disgusting. you get chocolate covered uh, crickets and stuff like that. I'm not keen on it, but I would try it. Um, I'm not scared. So what? <laughs> I'll eat anything.
1: What's uh, the bug conversation that you just brought up? Reminding me, this year there's been a lot of articles <laughs> on the news about eating bugs. They, I feel like they really want to see bugs. <laughs> but anyway, they well
0: you know. all around the world bugs get eaten except for North America.
1: Yeah, and all I say, around the world. I say they because I I think it is like a New York Times or whoever is writing these articles, they've I've seen them do it a few times this year, maybe 10, 15 times, where we should eat bugs, we should eat bugs, beef's too expensive. I totally agree on the latter part of that. Um, yeah. But it reminded me to ask, what's going on with the whole COVID issue up in Canada? Because last time we talked, there was still a pretty heavy shutdown for you guys. Here in California, they just released all the mandates. So what's going on up there?
0: So our province, British Columbia, it it varies by province by province. Um, There's still a lot of federal um, vaccine passport mandates, um, but our province has dropped pretty much everything. Um, I think April 8th, which is in a few days, um, our vaccine passports will be gone, but the mask law law was uh, rescinded two or three weeks back um so it feels like normal again other than the fact that uh, if you go to a restaurant you got to show your uh, vaccine passport but that'll be gone like i said on april 8th so we're pretty much free and clear but i don't expect it to last i think we're gonna hit uh, september october you know and the everyone moves inside and everyone starts to get sick again they'll be back i guarantee it
1: yeah i I agree Um, i i My wife worked for a church, and they were throwing—the first time around, they had— relaxed everything and opened back up and they were throwing away all these masks and stuff. And my wife said, Don't throw those away because we're gonna need them again. And absolutely the, the staff looked at her like, What? And we ended up using them all again. And now everyone is getting the same psychology, like, hey, we're finally through this. We got through it together. They always say that the together parts like I don't know where you get the together because we're literally separate the whole time. But <laughs> um <laughs> we we got through this together. This should should be we got through this separate and lonely. But, you know, the the thing is, I think that psychology is just one of like Stockholm syndrome, like abuse me, abuse me, abuse me, and eventually (laughs) I'll love you. And I think that people are getting back into the psychology that, oh, we're through this and we're not. I think that's going to be coming around again.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be coming around again. But the problem is now people have been through it. They've had their taste of freedom um, twice for us. Like last spring into summer, it kind of disappeared for us as well. Um, But I just think it's going to come back. But I think that uh, as long as the people that are in charge are in charge, um, I think that it's going to continue to go down this road um, forever because they just don't have a permanent solution. They think that um, every single life is precious And they think that um, we have to save even the weakest and the most unhealthy. And really, I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of feel like, you know, if you're not healthy, if you're not uh, taking care of your body and you're not great then and not getting vaccinated, not doing the right things to take care of yourself in a good world, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're up to chance, you know, like, but you can't continue, we cannot continue to, um, do this forever. We just can't.
1: Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it,
0: it, 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 We're going to end up with a lot more mental health issues because of it than anything.
1: Yeah. So, well, there's people like so. me, like I'm unvaxxed, I'm never going to get the vaccine. And, you know, I have had COVID already and I'm young and healthy. So just like you're not going to be able to convince everyone to be on the same page anyway. And if you're vaxxed, I mean, according to the stats with the vaccine, it will protect you. So if you are vaccinated, you don't have to worry about the, you know, the, the person like me that says, Hey, I don't want it. You don't have to worry if you've taken the vaccine and you can't, you can't shut down the world. Indefinitely, and and the thing is, I think a lot of people, politicians, and the, the the layman that's not a scientist, they they all say the same thing. Like their goal is basically zero COVID, and that's not a realistic goal. You can't have zero COVID. It's it's it, it's it, out there. Yeah, it's endemic at this. It's point. It's
0: like the flu. You can't you can't have zero flu. Yeah, you can't get rid of influenza. They've 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 settled on that, and influenza kills more people than COVID has in in recent years. Anyways, in the last year, yeah. So f- the flu has a higher death rate than the Omicron variant. Yeah. So what the hell are we doing?
1: Yeah, the Omicron like, was really like a slap in the face to well, at least American politicians because at that point you couldn't do. All the people I knew that were vaccinated got Omicron.
0: Yeah, and and you know, the, my belief is, I believe in science, I believe in the vaccine myself, and you and I can have different opinions on that, and that's fine. Um, because everyone I know that got vaccinated, that got sick, barely felt a thing. Like, yeah, that's barely tip, that's felt typical. a thing. And then the people that did get sick that weren't vaccinated were in bed for two weeks. And that's the difference for me. Like, I, you know, I'd rather take the vaccine and then be less sick than taking my chance of trying not to get it and then getting it and getting super sick.
1: Yeah, I was, in, um, I was sick for like two weeks. It was brutal.
0: Exactly. And it's hard. Like it's not a nice disease, right, or whatever it is. It's not a nice thing to to, to live through. And um, like I said, everyone that I know that got sick with the Vax, you know, felt like a minor cold. So it does work, in my opinion. It just doesn't prevent you from getting it, which everyone thinks that a vaccine is supposed to do. It's it's not the same as the, the old vaccines that we were used to getting, like chicken pox and stuff like right. that. So the
1: another thing that makes me mad is the, the fact that the vaccine makers have no liability. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing is, especially for the, those people that have had to take it based on work. You know, like the works force them, or Biden was trying to institute, you know, requirements through OSHA that every single employee would have to take it; otherwise, you'd sue the the companies. It was a ridiculous law, and he just he's a complete fascist. I mean, just complete fascist. But it, my point is that if you had to take the the vaccine and you really didn't want to, and let's say there's, a, I had a friend that has myoconditis now; it's like a fluid around the heart or something like that, yep. and. You know, he got it from the vaccine, he's healthy, and now he has this lifelong condition. He can't surf anymore or do any of that kind of stuff. And he has no repercussions. Like, he can't sue them. He can't, sue, he can't them. sue anyone. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's, kind it's of ridiculous. Weird. I,
1: I, think that I that's in general, that about it, it's ridiculous. in general, I believe that many ought to take the vaccine. But I, in general, I also believe that if you're young and healthy and you don't want to, I mean, I just don't think you, yeah, anyone you has get a get sick,
0: and then, and then you've got your antibodies, you know, right? Like, it, it's the same as pretty much the same as taking the vaccine and then you so. also
1: have t-cell and i think a b-cell memory for lifelong i think that yeah. those are the, the ones but yeah curious i, w- I wonder how this is going to translate this next year because the the thing that i'm more concerned i think everyone's over the covid shit anyway but the thing that i'm more concerned about for air getting is this next year with covid having pulled back manufacturing and now manufacturing oh, ramping back up. And now we have this whole Ukraine issue. It's like compounding. And really, the shutdowns compounded on top of that. And now we're really getting to this point with inflation here in the United States and supply chain breakdowns, where it's, it really does seem kind of doom and gloom, at least for the foreseeable future with supply chains.
0: Oh, absolutely! I'm in a commodities business for my career, and um, I sell packaging and 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 stuff like that for business. And it's getting bad, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Um, delays, 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 and it's all domino effect. One guy has a delay that delays his product to the next guy, and then that next guy, right? It's so it's just this constant problem that is just getting worse and I don't see a way around it you know until every every and people aren't working so every business is short-staffed and trying to to make do with very little and it's just like you said compounding and it's adding to the problem and it's not going to be any better for at least a year in my opinion I think we're going to be dealing with problems uh, with logistics for at least another year um, until things really do people move on and figure it out and move on with their life and as far as air guns go like no one's got stock of anything no one's got stock of um ammunition you know parts everything's taking forever guys are ordering guns that are taking like six or eight months and like oh it's it's not good for that sport or any sort of um thing that you're into anything everything's delayed <laughs> you want a soccer ball you might run they might run out at the local store and you got to wait six weeks for it to come in it's, it's it's ridiculous
1: do you see at all Canada going into any into an, any kind of recession because I think the United States is headed there
0: well I, they're going to force it they're going to raise interest rates and people are going to lose their houses and you know they're going to force it because the inflation Surprise you guys! Your inflation is much higher than ours right now. I think ours at last check was just around six percent, and you guys are upwards of ten.
1: Yeah, well, and and the thing is, when they are they're counting the ten percent or eleven percent, they're using things like bonds in that to reduce the inflation numbers. So if you actually exclude stuff that are like bonds that are more stable what what you're really looking at is an in inflation around twenty three to twenty five percent right now. and on that's average, ridiculous. I think the they just came out with a stat and this is Biden's administration came out with a statistic but that at each household will be spending about fifty two to fifty six hundred dollars per year more more than last on year the exact same and case. that's coming from a liberal administration that's saying those numbers. so that's it's not crazy. it's not um not a good thing for the average person here.
0: No, that's terrible. Like, it's like average and below average income is going to get screwed, right? Uh, you know, for people with really good jobs and, 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 and good inc- steady income, it's, it's not going to be a big problem. It'll be a burden, but it's not going to cause any...
1: Loss well, of it's just, it's like a tax, right? So if you're rich, yeah. and you're going to have more burden put on you, but you will make it through. Whereas if the same tax, because it is almost like a flat tax inflation, it is like a yep. flat tax, and it's the, the only real flat tax that a taxpayer on a lower tax bracket when they're not actually paying federal tax but inflation kicks in, they're actually feeling that because it's it is like a flat tax and they're gonna be feeling it desperately whereas the rich person can actually shoulder that burden and get through it. Yes. It might be hard on them, but it they can get through it.
0: Absolutely because they've got the funds to deal with that right Like oh wow, they didn't buy a new TV that year or whatever, right They didn't buy a new FX. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better.
1: So what are you doing this next, uh, couple months? Let's hear that. And we're closed with, uh, your socials.
0: Um, I'm going to do this M3 review. I've got, um, some optics reviews to do. I've got a night vision setup coming, um, from one leaf that, uh, attaches to an existing scope um that should be here on tuesday i would think um and yeah that's about it for now that's lined up but stuff comes all the time so um i'll have new stuff on the go every every month i'll have something new and as far as video on youtube and then obviously uh the instagram content on the daily
1: so sweet and what's your socials that people can find you at
0: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at North Ballistics. You can search for Northern Ballistics Canada on Google, YouTube, pretty much anywhere you stick in Northern Ballistics, you'll find me. It's, I'm pretty much the only one named that. So it's very easy to find. Um, if you check out my website at uh, www.northernballistics.ca it's got links to everything. You can see all the video and pictures and everything right on the website. So you don't have to search around for that too. Um, and I've got Twitter, but I don't, I have like 10 followers on Twitter <laughs> at I, North Ballistics. I
1: have a Twitter too. Don't no, no one uses that.
0: Yeah, Twitter's not really in the gun industry as far as I'm concerned. I don't see a lot of activity there. I got booted off TikTok because they don't like guns either, so I'm not on TikTok anymore. Um, But, yeah, Instagram and YouTube are my main two that, uh, that I use. And, of course, Facebook. Again, just search for Northern Ballistics and you'll find me.
1: All right. Well, J- Jason, a uh, pleasure talking to you, obviously, mostly about politics this time. So I'm going to probably tile this trigger <laughs> warning or something funny <laughs> like that. But uh, we'll probably catch you on some uh, later episode, I'm sure. But thanks again for coming on again.
0: Let's promise the viewers next time we talk, we'll talk just guns. <laughs> we'll do our best anyways. We'll try. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have some new tidbits on True Dope uh, by then. So anyways, thanks a lot, man. This is a pleasure and have me on anytime. Next time I'll be more prepared. Sorry, a little off on my timing because of being on holidays this week. Yeah,
1: remember you're in Canada, not .com. Uh, Yes, I know.
0: know. Did I say .com? I I, I should register the .com.
1: Yeah. All (laughs) right, see you, buddy.
0: Okay, thank you. Have a great one. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Atlas Airguns podcast. Make sure to like with a five-star rating, share, and subscribe. Have a question? Email atlasairguns at gmail.com.